As you may know by now, our theme, our spiritual theme for the month of December is mystery. The thing that Angela Herrera calls the edge of the deep. Now sometimes mystery is something we simply cannot explain. And sometimes, like a night sky filled with stars, or the fact that in just a short time the earth is going to tilt on its axis, it's something that maybe we can explain, but maybe it fills us with wonder and awe nonetheless. This morning we are going to rush it a little bit. We're going to anticipate the winter solstice a special time that has generated human celebration for countless, countless generations. So our opening reading is called Forged in the Fire of Our Coming Together. What's going to happen? Is everything going to be okay? What can I do? In these days, we find ourselves too often stuck with these questions on repeat. What's going to happen? Will everything be okay? What can I do? We grasp at signs and markers, articles of news, God help us, and analysis, Facebook memes and forwarded emails as if the new zodiac capable of forecasting all that life may yet bring our way, as if we could prepare, as if life had ever made any promises of making sense or turning out the way we'd thought as if we are not still actors in this unfolding story. So for this hour, let us surrender to the mystery. Let us release ourselves from the needing to know, the yearning to have it all figured out, and also the burden of believing we either have all the control or none of the control. Here, in our song and in our silence, our stories and in our sharing, we make space for a new breath, a new healing, a new possibility to take root. That, my beloved, is courage. That is courage forged in the fire of our coming together and felt in the spirit that comes alive in this act of faith, that we believe still that a new world is possible and that we are creating it already, here and now. I want to share a very special thank you to Laura, Cindy, Bess, and Terry for leading us in this celebration of the solstice this morning. Dear ones, will you cast our sacred circle? Will you stand in body or spirit and face the four directions with us? We will be facing east first. East, air. Winter is the time for cold winds and freezing breezes. 
Spirits of the air, be with us today. Now we'll turn to face the south. That would be to your right. <laughs> south. Fire winter is the time for sitting in front of roaring fires for warmth and blazing candles for light. Spirits of fire, be with us today. Please turn towards the west. West, water, winter is the time of snow, of water turning to ice and Jack Frost nipping at us. Spirits of the water, be with us today. Please face the north. North. Earth winter is the time when the earth is bare. Most of the trees have no leaves. No food is growing now. Spirits of the earth, be with us today. You may be seated. Our chalice-loving words this morning come from Jennifer Leota Gray. Embrace the night, universal mystery. Guide us away from the desire to shine light in all the corners. Teach us to embrace the night, for without the darkness, we never see the stars. The Winter Solstice. Winter Solstice rituals came about to urge the sun's return at the darkest time of year. These rituals were born of human fear in ancient times, fear that the light would never come back. The dark time is upon us, the shortest day occurring on or about December 21st. It is at this time the goddess becomes the great mother and gives birth to the young sun god. Fertility and perseverance of life are celebrated with evergreens, mistletoe, and pine trees. The earth in her great dance around the sun has come inevitably to the solstice, the time of the extremes, of distance, of darkness, and light. In our hemisphere, we experience this time as one of cold darkness, of shortening days and lengthening nights. The earth is tipping from our perspective, further and further away from the sun. We wait, but the moment when the darkness is greatest is not entirely predictable. The spinning dance of the earth continues, but for one brief instant, when the axis of the earth's rotation crosses the line to the center of our orbit around the sun. The tipping stops, and for a moment we seem to stand suspended in space, pulsing with potential movement and ongoing life. And then, like a child's top that almost fell over, we are saved by the spin and lifted up again towards the light. Perhaps for a moment, the keyboards will stop clicking. The wheels will stop rolling, the computers will desist from computing, and a hush will fall over the city. 
For an instant, in the stillness, the chiming of the celestial spheres will be heard as earth hangs poised in the crystalline darkness and then gracefully tilts. Let there be a season when holiness is heard and the splendor of living is revealed. Stunned to stillness by beauty, we remember who we are and why we are here. There are inexplicable mysteries. We are not alone. In the universe, there moves a wild one whose gestures alter Earth's axis toward love. In the immense darkness, everything spins with joy. The, the cosmos inform, enfolds us, and we are caught in a web of stars, cradled in a swaying embrace, rocked by the holy night, babes of the universe. Let this be the time we wake to life, like spring wakes in the moment of the winter solstice. I want to share with you a reflection this morning. I'm going to tell you a story about my beloved mother who had, were she living today, would have started two weeks ago to say, you know, the light's coming back soon. And depending on whatever else was going on in her life, she would have repeated that, oh, I don't know, 200 times a day. <laughs> no, that's an exaggeration. My mother, like many of us, had a little bit of seasonal affective disorder, and she was impacted by the, by the darkness, but always so excited, so excited to celebrate this time when the light comes back. So the story I'm going to tell you is a story about the passing of her life, but is it not a story about passing. It is a story about living. And it is a story about how powerful it is that you and I here together and in so many places around the world, you and I are open to different pathways to truth. You and I are open together to a way of hearing not only the call within our own hearts, but the call within the hearts of the people we love. And we love everybody because we kind of have to, don't we? <laughs> so my mother suffered from early onset Alzheimer's, and it was a rough time. It was a very rough time. It was a rough time for her as her only surviving immediate family member. It was, it was really difficult for me to see her suffer because we don't want ever the people we love to suffer. But she was very clear about what she wanted her, her death, her passing to be. No extraordinary measures, no feeding tubes, no force feeding, none of that. She wanted to be released to go. And she made sure I knew that, and we filled out documents, and we prayed, and we were, we were together. And so in her last months, as she was 
had not been able to speak for a long time and had not really even been able to move. She was in a state-run hospital, uh, and the attorney general of that state was, was someone who believed in right to life. And so the folks in the hospital wanted to force feed her. Actually, they started to do that. At the time, our family was part of a, a, a Christian community, an Episcopalian church. And the, the minister of that church, who was a really kind man and a good and faithful minister, came to visit me. And he told me that if I did not allow these measures for my beloved mother to prolong her life, that I would be committing a sin, a grave sin. And I know that what he shared with me came from his deep faith. And I don't reject that faith. But it, it was really hard for me to hear because I knew. I knew what she wanted. So I'll fast forward. I don't, I don't want to dwell on the details, but eventually we were able to prevail. What I want to tell you is that I got loving spiritual care in that time of my life. Not just me, my mother and I, my family and I received loving, deep, constant spiritual care from my community of women's rituals. The women who, with me, had been part of a healing circle. I don't know, at that point, it, it might have been eight or nine years. Like the women who are sharing the leadership of this service with me this morning, and many of you here and many beyond our walls, tuned to the rhythms of the earth, tuned to the rhythms of our bodies, turned to a way of experiencing truth. The women in my life at that time came with me, and we held my mother, and we massaged her, which she always loved. She would smile. And we prayed with her and held her and wished her an easy journey to get on the wheel of life. So she was able to make this journey exactly the way she wanted to. And you know, you can tell when someone is at peace, right? You can tell she was at peace. And she was not. We didn't let her be alone. We didn't let her be scared. She was surrounded. Much in the way my dear ones, we surround one another here, don't we? We allow one another to follow the path to truth that feels right. And we honor those paths. It's Sometimes I want to say, do we all know how lucky we are? <laughs> do we know? I know I feel so deeply grateful for a space that says, come, we affirm you. We affirm your quest for truth and your love of community. 
So as we watch the Yule log burn, and the, and the candles, and the wishes and prayers of our community, I wish you a merry Yule. And whatever this, your celebration is or isn't at this time of year, be blessed. My dearest ones, as you leave this place today, I pray that you go in light, in peace, and joy. May the shining hope that is present in this season carry you through the next days and weeks and months, knowing always that you are deeply held and loved. Blessed be.